We're back with another episode of Family Friendly Fort Lauderdale. And I have to tell you guys, with today's guest, who I'm going to introduce, bring on right now, Jonathan Daniels, the director of Port Everglades. It's not every day that we have a guest on our show that brings, that represents what, over $34 billion of economic activity here in South Florida. I mean, Port Everglades is a thing, John. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. When you take a look at it, it's really throughout the state as well. And we'll talk a little bit about that impact as, as to the amount of jobs, the amount of economic impact on an annual basis. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to the, to the for this uh, conversation to hear a little bit more because, uh, you know, the maritime industry is such a big part of Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, the state of Florida, the whole Southeast. And you are the guy sitting there, you know, helping to coordinate all the different um, stakeholders from the cruise ships to the uh, transport as a transport hub coming into the, the port. Uh, this is an exciting one. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. Great uh, to, excited great to see you again, you. folks out there. Yeah. Uh, some of my friends up in Maine will be happy to see your name and face as well, uh, because you and I used to know each other years ago, and we've re reconnected here in South Florida. Absolutely. It's it's interesting how small a world this is, but uh, when when you really take a look at it, uh, you know a lot of a lot of people from Maine uh, down in this area right now, whether it's on a on a on a year round basis uh, to take advantage of the nice weather, or just on a snowbird uh, basis. Uh, but Toman, it's absolutely great to be able to connect with you again. It's been a lot of years and uh, and and a lot of miles, but to be able to come together and share share what we do at the port with uh, with with your with your crowd today, it's uh, it's exciting. So. Uh... To get us started, John, I'm going to ask you about really your journey, your personal journey, because I'm I'm interested in this. It's a long, long ways from Eastport, Maine, to Port Everglades. Not only geographically, but I'm I imagine all the stops that you made along the way, and just the the sheer impact of what you're doing. You know that touches so many folks, so many families here in South Florida. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Eastport. You can't go any further north and east in the United States on the coast before you hit Campobello Island, Canada, in New, in New Brunswick. Uh, so it's certainly not only geographically, but where my career has taken me to end up at, at Port Everglades. But all of it really happened with, with, with an eye toward what I wanted to do is that and that was ultimately lead a large port organization. Uh, we really look at ourselves as an economic development agency with transportation at its core, and it started up in, in Eastport, Maine. Uh, from there, it led me to working from the, you know, with the state of Maine. I, I handled a lot of their international trade, uh, especially in the eastern and northern part of the state, and then took a, a, a huge step from there and was recruited to take a position down at the port of Greater Baton Rouge uh, in Louisiana. You, you talk about two different areas uh, you know, not only geographically, but just culturally. Uh, and, and I found being down in Baton Rouge was absolutely fantastic. I was down there with, with my family, four children, and, uh, uh, and and the opportunity to be down in that area. Fourth largest tonnage port in the, in the United States, about 80 million tons, very different from what Eastport was. Uh, but then like a lot of people, uh, we were down there during 9-11. Uh, during I think people actually begin to think a little bit differently about where they are, uh, Maine is such an inviting location. Our family was back in that area. So we moved back to Maine, had a couple of positions there in economic development. And then from that point, moved down onto the Great Lakes uh, and oversaw a port uh, on Lake Ontario. From there, ended up moving down to Gulfport, Mississippi, uh, which again was a very, very different culture, a much larger port operation and had the opportunity to lead that. And then for the last two and a half years, 
Uh, I've been in uh, in Port Everglades, and it's the very first time, and it's interesting, uh, had the opportunity to go through the entire process, including the interview during the pandemic. And we all know what happened there and the way that everybody's life changed, uh, but took the position in June 29th of 2020. I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking out on the port at that point. We're the third largest cruise home port in the world. And I'm looking out the window and there's no cruise ship to be found. And it's the first time in my career I looked out and I said, you know what? I, I think I made a mistake uh, coming here. Uh, of course, you know, the, the celebrated cruise activity that we have here. But there's so much more uh, about what we have here and what we do here. Uh, it's really been a great move. And we're really moving in, in a direction that shows the type of impact that we have not only on South Florida, uh, but the state of Florida uh, as a whole. And we continue to grow. We came out of the pandemic, I think, quicker than most areas in the United States and in the world. And that growth curve that we're on right now is just so exciting. John, is it just proximity and geography that how did Fort Lauderdale in the greater Fort Lauderdale area become such a hub of maritime activity? It, it's the, the yachts, the cruise ships, the transport. I mean, it's a little bit of everything, but what, what's the, how, how did it shape up this way? You know, geography is, is, you know, you can build facilities, you can build docks, you can't build where you are. Your, ge your geography is where you are. Our proximity to Latin America really began to set us apart. You know, and we, we're, we're a port that was, that was commenced and started back in the 1930s. We're about ready to celebrate uh, 100 years uh, coming up. Uh, and really what they saw is we started out as a petroleum port. Uh, and, and from that point, we really cut our teeth on that. Uh, we're, the, we're the largest petroleum port uh, in the state of Florida, uh, just ahead of, of, of Tampa. And when you look at it, and when we talk about the impact that we have, I think it's, it's, it's evident uh, when you hear about this because everybody sees our impact in cruise. It's big, it's sexy, the big ships come in, there's a lot of celebration around that. The container uh, ships that come in, some of the largest container ships in the world. But when you consider that all of the fuel for South Florida, all the fuel, whether it's in the service stations, whether it goes jet fuel to Miami International Airport, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, or even Fort Myers, all of the asphalt that comes in, all of that comes in through Port Everglades. So you do not drive, you do not fly into or out of uh, South Florida unless you utilize a product uh, that actually originates uh, at, uh, at Port Everglades. So our importance is, is really, really magnified uh, in that area. So we just continue to grow over time. And it's only been really recently uh, that we have really, really become uh, well-known in the United States and the world for our container operations and our cruise operations. But for the majority of the time, it was really based on the petroleum industry. Interesting. So I, I didn't realize that it was because you guys have had some major wins of late, particularly like bringing Disney in as part of the the mix of the cruise ships. Uh, so that activity really is the most visible. You see the ships, you you know, anytime you go by the port, it's it's these amazing vistas, amazing vessels, really, that are coming in that are known around the world. And they're calling Fort Lauderdale home. Uh, they, they are. And as you mentioned, uh, Tobin, you know, the, the fact that we just brought Disney in November 20th of 2023. So less than a year from now, the Disney dream arrives. Uh, and it really is, it really is to borrow from the name. It's really a dream uh, that we've been looking at. Certainly, you know, they're, they're well known. They're a top 10 brand around the world. Homeport and Port Canaveral, they also have a second home port in Miami. We were able to work with them and pull them away from Port Miami and establish a brand new operation here. 
Uh, when all is said and done, uh, you'll see in the next few years about a million passenger moves per year. So economically, it's absolutely fantastic. But the fact that we have Disney's brand in Broward County, I think for us, is even is even more important. Families coming in from all over the United States, if they're going to take a Disney cruise, there's only a couple locations in the United States that are home port. So the ability to do that is absolutely fantastic. But on top of that, you have Royal Caribbean, the wonder of the seas, the largest cruise ship in the world. Uh, was here just last uh, just last year. Uh, so you have all the major brands that are in here. We constantly look at opportunities to bring new new brands in. Uh, and it is wonderful. You look out on on the uh, you look out in the harbor right now and there's a Princess Cruise line, one of the most iconic brands that you have throughout the world, uh, Royal Caribbean, and then we have two celebrity cruise line ships that are that are here. Between those three you know those four ships that are at dock right now, you're probably looking at close to 15,000 people will move onto those ships and then off of those ships. Incredible economic impact into the community every single day that we have those ships in. And that's a lot of families that are coming into this area. They're also exploring the beaches here in Fort Lauderdale. They're hitting the restaurants, shopping on Las Olas or going out to Sawgrass Mills. Yeah. When you when you think about your stakeholders, John, in, in your position of leadership there at Port Everglades, how do you what what does that mix of stakeholders look like for you? Well, you take a look and it's a wide berth. There's about 7,500 to 8,000 people that work inside the gates of Port Everglades each and every day. And, and it's from the four primary counties of, of South Florida. So our econ impact, economic impact on a direct level and the stakeholders that we have are absolutely, it, it, it's a wide, wide berth. Uh, the amount of hours that are, that are accomplished by our longshoremen uh, you know, on, a, on a daily basis. So financially, that impact on the stakeholders is incredible. But we look at just so many different organizations that are here. I just we just finished up a meeting uh, with a company that was uh, that's uh, based in Germany. Uh, there's another company that's actually an Italian company that's based in Geneva, Switzerland. So this is truly a global operation. But when it comes down to it, what do we do to benefit Broward County? You know, and you mentioned the families that come in. What we love to see are the families that are coming in. They're staying a day or two before they embark on a on a cruise. Then at the end of it, they're staying for a day or two. They're either flying home or they're driving back to the location under which they originated. The amount of spending that occurs, and again, you know, they're going into our restaurants, they're shopping. Uh, they're doing everything that they can in order to enhance the economy uh, in Broward County. But one thing I wanna, I wanna focus on as well is we lose sight of it because what we do in the cruise market, again, we're the third busiest cruise port in the world. But the ferry operation that we have that runs from Port Everglades into Bimini and into Freeport, it's not a cruise, but it's classified as an essential transportation uh, service. So you get people coming out of the Bahamas. They're coming across on Valley area, the, the Yame 2, and they're coming in. They're not just here for vacation. They're here because they're shopping. They're here because they're, they're, they're seeing uh, family members. But they're staying in our hotels for three, four, five days at a time. They're filling vans up, bringing it back. They're packing that on pallets, and then they're taking it back. They may be reselling. They may be in a wholesale operation, or they're providing for their family. So, so those are the types of benefits that we have that just very few people see. You know, you see, you see the large cruise ships that come in. You see the large container ships, but it's about bringing people in. It's about taking them out of Broward County, and that's the true impact. Is we are an essential transportation service uh, for uh, Southeast Florida.
Mm, it's a full plate when when you think about the containers, the cruise ships, the ferries, the petroleum. Yeah. It's it's a full full mix there. Uh, in a moment, we're going to come back, John. I want to hear a little bit about where what the future looks like for Port Everglades. What's on your radar? What you're watching and, and watching really closely because. Boy, we're living in this world where it seems like things get turned upside down every five to 10 years. I bet you're planning forward, and I want to hear more about that. Good. Before we do that, I have to get in a quick read from our sponsor. Our sponsor is Acton Academy Fort Lauderdale. How do you run a school? How is it even possible to run a school with 100 learners or more and only two or three adults around? Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder about the numbers, right? All the schools are talking about our student-to-teacher ratios are this or that. At an Acton Academy, the learners are learning how to run the school. Back in the 1600s, you might have taken, uh, or 100, 200, 300 years ago, you might have taken a 16-year-old who was act actually the captain of a sailing vessel. They were in charge of the whole ship themselves. So why couldn't we take a young person and start to train them to be responsible for their own education? That's what we do at Acton Academy. If you're curious, you should check us out, actonacademyfl.com. You can learn a little bit more about why we run a school with no teachers, no tests, no homework, and the learners who are responsible for their own education. John, tell us what what's what's the big thing that maybe worries you or gets you most excited about the future of Port Everglades? I think what we what we learned from the pandemic is is things can change uh, constantly. You, know, you, you you plan for catastrophic events, you plan for natural disasters, you know, but all of a sudden you, you have something. But that's that's pretty well localized. Uh, the pandemic was something that impacted the economy throughout the world. On the cruise side, it shut it down. It was really the only industry that that shut down. And you know, we oftentimes laugh about this, but because of what happened on a couple of the cruise ships, a lot of people felt that COVID was invented. Uh, on, the, on the cruise ship. That was not the fact, but it was probably the industry that was most decimated. While a lot of the industry shut down, uh, cruise was actually, was, was, or were, were basically slowed down. Cruise was actually shut down uh, completely. So what is that next pandemic? So we're always planning for what that na next catastrophic uh, issue is. Congestion uh, is, is, is a huge issue we're planning for. A lot of people last year saw what happened in Southern California. In fact, my mom was was laughing, making sure that I could get her Christmas gifts off certain vessels. And while we joke about that just a little bit, you know, there, there were there were times when shelves were bare uh, because you couldn't get things into into the large retailers. So we're always worried about that. Infrastructure development and funding is probably the biggest thing that we're working on right now. Uh, South Florida's economy is growing, growing 80% of all the goods that come into Port Everglades are consumed within, within 80 miles. 69% of all of the, of the products that are imported are actually consumed in Miami-Dade County. So as, as the economy of South Florida grows, we must grow. Port Miami and the other ports in South Florida must grow. We must work together to make sure that we have the goods and services that are being able to provide to the amount of people that are moving uh, into South Florida. You move to South Florida, I move to South Florida. Day in and day out, we're having thousands of people that are moving from throughout the United States because of the quality of life, the quality of place. So we must be able to, we must be able to change. But I think probably if you look at it, the biggest thing we're dealing with right now is what is our impact on the environment? We're trying to look at projects. We're dealing with sea level rise. We're dealing with cutting of greenhouse gases, making sure that ultimately we are an industrial facility that fits in well with the environment and the quality of life that we have here in, in South Florida. So all the things that we do within our infrastructure development, within the partners that we bring, we make sure that they adhere to the same environmental standards, if not more stringent 
uh, than what we adhere to day in and day out. So there's a lot that's going on right now, uh, but we need to make sure that we minimize the type of footprint that we have on, on the environment in South Florida. Well, you're watching a lot of indicators of watching, uh, really guarding the interests of a lot of different stakeholders. And I'm thinking maybe Port Everglades is a little bit more, um, you know, it's always better to have at least three legs on the stool, but with multiple uh, constituents like the cruise industry, like the petroleum industry, or as you mentioned, the containers or the ferries, you've got that interesting mix that hopefully uh, secures the future. That we do. John, I appreciate, I know you're a very busy guy. For you to take wow. a little bit of time to share us, uh, share with us some perspective of what you're doing there at the port and what its impact is, not just not just for you, but for all of us here uh, in the greater Fort Lauderdale, South Florida area. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time. And I appreciate it and appreciate uh, for everybody uh, listening and uh, tuning in today. Thanks, John. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, uh, folks will come back. I want you to get back on, uh, make sure you catch one of our future episodes. We're talking with folks about what is the stuff you don't want to miss out on here in, we call it family friendly Fort Lauderdale. Thanks, everyone. Be strong. Be strong.